Thanksgiving is a time for family, for friends, and upholding our many traditions. As far as I'm concerned, it's just a testimony that we've got one of the best teams on the planet. And I'm really proud to be with you. I wish you all a perfect Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, and a wonderful 2023. Welcome back to another very special episode of Let's Talk Jack. This time of year, we come together to reflect on our blessings and acknowledge all of the things we are grateful for. Thanksgiving is a time for family, for friends, and upholding our many traditions. To help us give thanks, we really couldn't think of a better person than someone who needs no introduction, CEO of Jack Cooper, Mike Riggs. Hi, guys. How are y'all? Great. Hello, thanks for joining. Yeah, Mike, uh, Lindley and I have been planning this for several months now, and we've been wanting you on this episode. So thank you so much for joining us on this festive occasion. Um, <laughs> so uh, there have been so, you know, there are so many ways people celebrate Thanksgiving, but we really want to know how does the Riggs family celebrate? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the episode. Uh, I've watched, I believe, every one of your podcasts, and they keep getting better and better. And the team, uh, I think, appreciates you guys doing what you're doing. So thank you for what you guys are doing. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of the Thanksgiving holiday, it's the perfect holiday for us. My uh, first house my dad bought, I was 12 years old. And I think he paid $13,500 for the house. Uh, carport awesome. and uh, no garage. But... We had relatives come from as far away as Tennessee to see this house. And um, honestly, I thought this was it for us. We hadn't ever really owned our own house and we were in the big leagues now. And when I look now at what we've got going with Jack Cooper, and we just got some pretty major pricing help from some of our customers. And unfortunately, some customers decided they couldn't afford to do business with us. So we've also lost some terminals. But it feels like that, uh, you know, we've survived three years of purgatory. We had mm -hmm. the Jack Cooper restructuring and bankruptcy in 2019, coupled with the uh, longest strike in UAW history of our largest customer, General Motors. Then in 2020, we thought, now that we're out of that, we're going to have a great year and got punched in the belly in the beginning of March as the COVID pandemic literally shut down our industry. I joined the uh, auto industry in the 70s, was a co-op student with General Motors College up in Flint, Michigan, and been in it now 50 years. Never thought I'd see ever them shut down the manufacturing plants for months at a time over a pandemic, but we lived through mm -hmm. it. But I actually think 2021 could have been the worst year to manage in, in my lifetime. It was like playing a game of whack-a-mole. One plant would be up one day, another plant would be up another day, then it would run for two days and shut down. You'd be out of semiconductors one day, you'd be out of door switches the next day. Hell, I even heard them tell me at one location they were out of tires and never would have dreamed you'd have an auto manufacturer say they can't run because they can't buy tires. And it's really only been recently that they've sort of gotten back into that production. So 
19, 20, 21, and really 2022 were just extremely difficult years. And you ask how I celebrate Thanksgiving, obviously family's first for us, but I'm very thankful that Jack Cooper seems to have weathered the worst four-year storm in my lifetime as a business, uh, as, as a businessman. I can't imagine any time frame in my history where we've had so many meteorites fly out of the sky to, to pepper us. And reminder, wasn't that many years ago, 25, 30 years ago, there were what, almost 40 competitors that were union. Uh, today, there's really only two uh, with any serious number of trucks. It's us and Cassins. And I have to admit for a few years there, I worried unless we got lucky, we would be the, the the next casualty and that would leave only Cassins left. And it will be a very ugly future for the one and only union car hauler when we know all the non-union guys tend to be cheaper in their pricing. And customers have already demonstrated uh, an ability to switch to non-union just because of being lower cost. So the fact that uh, we've survived, I think, is a cause for being thankful. The fact that it looks like 2023, <clears throat> we can kickstart. I like this background because my sole focus right now, I called it my thousand trucks or bus program. It got kind of put on pause because I have to be honest, the last two years, it felt like I was the captain of a ship in a really raging storm and I'd been thrown off into the ocean. And I was just trying to keep my nose above water, not even my whole head, just my nostrils so I could breathe. We had meteorite after meteorite after meteorite pound us, and yet we came through it, and I think we've survived. And now it's time to get back to my top priority, getting our capital structure lined up so we can start that thousand trucks or bust and accelerate that as fast as we can. But all lenders want to see, I think it's some kind of school they go to, Banker 101. And the first question they ask is, show me your trailing three years historical financials. Mm -hmm. I usually just shake hands and say, well, it was nice meeting you. <laughs> see you <Bye>. later. <laughs> Once they see them, these are the three or four worst years in the history of the company, literally. Mm -hmm. It was awful. But I like it wasn't our fault. You know, you had a pandemic, you had a GM strike, you had a bankruptcy that was unavoidable. You've also had uh, the semiconductor chip, which uh, and and supply chain crisis and inflation that I've never seen anything like in my whole business career ever. So the fact that we've survived, we just got some pricing agreements with Ford and General Motors. I'm very proud of. Uh, contract extension with General Motors to 2027. Uh, Ford is going to challenge us. They're only going to give us the agreement through 2023 and see how we do. I think uh, we can keep the business if we can deliver timely enough and give them enough lift and basically do the job that they're hiring us for. So, you know, we've still got some risk that we need to be honestly with our team about Ford is going to be assessing us over the next year to decide whether to keep us or not. 
Uh, and obviously it would be a real blow if we lost Ford as a customer. So we're going to be really focused on trying to do the job in every way we can. But again, I think the best thing I can do to help that is start bringing in new equipment. And uh, I'm actually thankful, <laughs> and back to the thanks mm -hmm. thing, that we have the ability now to start bringing in lenders and convince them that we're viable. And yeah, we've got several years of really poor performance financially, but we've survived and the customers are starting to get their supply chain fixed. They've helped us on some pricing, which is huge. And I think we can be a, what we're going to call our project, our first choice provider strategy. We're going to have a comprehensive plan to show the customers why we should be their first choice when it comes to a car haul supplier. Uh, mm -hmm. and, I, and I'm really excited that I think we've got some opportunities to to show them what we can do. And that's great. And lots family, to be thankful for. <laughs> uh, father passed away a year ago or so, and so he won't be with us for the first Thanksgiving. But uh, you know, we, uh, my mom's still alive, and uh, I have one sibling, and I hope to see him over the holidays and. But all three daughters and all six grandchildren will be together for a Thanksgiving dinner. As you guys are aware, I've recently converted to be in an all vegetarian, no meat, no dairy, <laughs> hardest damn thing I ever did in my life. Uh, I'm not sure I recommend it because it's so hard. But, uh, my blood pressure is to normal and uh, my weight's down 20 pounds. And they tell me I've got the heart of a 19-year-old in the physical wow. therapy. So I guess I should probably recommend everybody, but it'll be my first year without a turkey. Uh, <laughs> uh, the family will have a turkey and it makes it even harder because they're over there eating on that turkey that I'm about to jump on them. <laughs> but um, uh, I won't be, I'll be doing all the vegetarian things. So that'll be different. But I feel like Thanksgiving is going to be like the easiest holiday for you though, to eat vegetables because there's so many choices. But, uh, and I don't really like the turkey. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That'll be a good one. So, but I have a question. Are you going to do all the cooking? Do you do any of the cooking? No, I, I should probably lie to you and say, oh yeah, I help <laughs> all the time. And my wife would just grab her stomach and laugh if, if I had, she heard me telling somebody <laughs> I cook. I can't cook the darn. Uh, I have to be honest, I'm a most boring guy. Uh, I don't play golf. I don't play tennis. I don't have really a lot of hobbies. I have the business and I have family. And Thanksgiving is a time where I can be grateful for both. But I do expect all six grandbabies to be with us. And if that uh, that's much more important to me than whether I'm going to get the ham or the turkey or any of the other stuff that I would normally eat. But I can't cook worth a darn. I can't even barbecue. I'm, I'm almost, <laughs> I may kick me out of the man club or something because I can't. They might. Barbecue. They might. But you know, you actually do have a hobby and you'll, you, you can tell me to, to not talk about this, but you love wildlife. Like in your backyard has like so many different animals and it's like, they know like, Hey, he likes us. Well, he's going to feed us. I think you've seen like so many different types of animals in your backyard, which is really cool. While we were That's growing up, the, the, again, we were relatively poor, didn't know it at the time, of course, but our big summer vacation trip was to go spend time with our cousins because all of them lived in the country and they all had horses they all had animals 
um, and 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 they all hunted. And mm-hmm. I think I was about ten when my uncle Jack had shown me and spent a month with me just getting me where I could shoot. And we'd start at about 20 feet, then we'd go to 50 feet. And he had a scope all set up on the gun. And uh, he tells the story, I got to where I could shoot the lights out of a nickel at, <laughs> at two feet. I couldn't miss. I was just a natural-born sniper. So he thought it was time to take me out hunting. So he was walking down the path with me. And about 15 feet in front of me, a a rabbit just stopped in the path. And my uncle says, that's yours. So I kind of pointed my gun slowly. Now, again, I've been shooting at 200 feet in nickel, so I could hit it. And this thing was 15 feet, and it had to be uh, 18 inches in in length. I missed that thing by 15 inches. Oh, no. I have a little 22 rifle, which has no kick. The first words I can remember hearing is, as the rabbit scurried off, was my, well, you'll never do any hunting. You just got bucked. (laughs) And he was right. I haven't been able to kill anything since I was 10 years old. So I, I was an outcast with my country family because they all hunted and they all ate what they hunted. So they, they didn't do it just for sports. They didn't do it for heads. They, But now outside of my back porch, we have uh, 13 feeders and uh, mm-hmm. we have deer and possum and raccoons. I've got eight turkey that come over about every morning. They surrounded me this morning as I was putting bird seed down <laughs> and a thousand little chipmunks and uh, critters. And they're not afraid of me anymore. I mean, even the chipmunks will get within five feet from me and wait for like, are you going to fill the thing up or not? So <laughs> my morning exercise is, uh, yeah, I couldn't imagine shooting any of them. I just can't. So uh, that is it's a good one. And it's also a stress relief. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig Irwin's wife has the Olympic gold medal for stray cats. I think she might have 15 stray cats or something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> But they literally surround me and and start, like, following me if I don't put down this cat food every morning for them. And they're like pets, and they're feral and wild, but after you feed them for so long, even the deer, last week I was out and a buck came out with, you know, they're kind of intimidating when you're close. Yeah. They're a lot bigger than you think when you're up close. These things look like a horse. They're giants. That's but crazy. The big rack out there, and it was probably 20 feet from me while I was feeding, but I could tell what it was thinking. Like, well, you hurry up and put the stuff down. I'm hungry. Yes. And I heard you have food. Come on. It wasn't, yeah, I wasn't going to run off. So I feel like uh, that Dr. Doolittle someday. Yes. With all the different varieties of animal life. and uh, But uh, it's it's fun for me, and it's, it's the best way for me to de-stress. But... Thank you. For That's great. I forgot about it. Well, I always see your pictures and see like all the different animals and I don't live very far from you and I've never seen any of those animals in my yard. So I'm not really <laughs> sure how they find you, but that's uh, pretty interesting. So no, that's really great. So I know that um, one of your favorite parts of Let's Talk Jack is the lightning round. 
<laughs> I say that sarcastically because usually Lauren and I get some feedback about each episode from Mike when he watches them. He says he watches them and I can attest they do because I will hear when he likes it or when we could do something different. So we like it. We like that feedback. But one of the things that he's like, no, the lightning round. But we could not let the episode go without you being part of it because I think once you're in it you'll really like it let's see how about that does that sound okay I will give it a shot I uh, I am not critical it's just that the rest of your podcasts have been so good but when you ask somebody what tv show they're watching and they say well I don't really watch tv it sort of sinks okay. it in my mind but that's yeah good. yeah that's true that's a good point what color is your favorite color and I'm thinking what's this got to do with the price of eggs but uh, I, I <laughs> <laughs> a lot better uh, job than I could. So you you ask away. All okay. right. Well, I appreciate you letting us continue with this tradition, <laughs> <laughs> at least for this year. Um, but all right. First question. How and this is so we're changing this up just a little bit. So it's kind of like a rapid fire round as well. Mm -hmm. So just be be warned. So the first question, how many turkeys do Americans prepare each Thanksgiving? Whoa. Per family or in total for the country? In total. Across the country. I'm going to say 200 million. Oh, well, a little high. That was a lot. So there's obviously some vegetarians <laughs> out there. <laughs> I'm a little stumped. I was surprised by this, this number, but 200,000, man. Uh, 45 to 46 million is the, is the answer. That I was very surprised. All right. So the next question is, which founding father once said, no citizen of the U.S. shall refrain from Turkey on Thanksgiving? Um, I have a hint if you want a hint. George Washington. That was close. Alexander Hamilton actually said that. I didn't know that either until I just read that. So <laughs> Alexander Hamilton says you have to have turkey. So maybe oh you can... <laughs> Maybe he, he can. He hasn't had four stints put in his heart, or he yes, that's do. true. He might have had that done though. <laughs> so, oh, all right, Mike, Lauren, what's next one? Mike, what is your dream car? Funny you should ask. <laughs> uh, I joined GM in 1972, and I was a college student. And my first assignment in St. Louis was to shuttle cars, and they happened to be the Corvettes. And it was in St. Louis at the time, GM Assembly Division. And I thought I died and went to heaven. And my <laughs> plant manager caught me uh, shuttling cars one day and just asked who I was. And I looked like I was 13 years old. So I think he worried I was a kid that snuck through the gate. Uh, and he was so proud that I just thought I had died and gone to heaven shuttling these cars around the Corvettes. He let me take one home. And so I left my car, which was an old 64 Volkswagen with rusted outsides that you could stick your foot through the back floorboard and touch the ground. <laughs> and uh, he let me take this new Corvette home. And I thought my dad was, I mean, we drove about a about thousand miles in that night driving that Corvette around town showing mm -hmm. off. And uh, about six months later, uh, that Corvette location had a, uh, I call it a Corvette rally. And uh, they let all these old Corvettes come in and uh, meet the mechanics on a Saturday. And, and of course, I was there. And so it was like a 
the Corvettes from the 50s, the 64 split window coupes. But my favorite one of them all was a red 1962 Corvette. Uh, and I thought that thing, it had giant steering wheel. It felt like I was driving a steering wheel like this. <laughs> um, and I've wanted one literally for 50 years. And last month, our CFO found one in a farm and at a fraction of probably what it was worth. And it'll have to have some work on it. Uh, but uh, I think the owner of it had died and his wife didn't want to keep it around. And so Greg May bought it. I bought it from him and it's now sitting in my garage. And I have nice. a red 1962 Corvette, which is the greatest car that was ever designed. Uh, it's impossible to get in and out of. Uh, I think you have to double clutch it and I haven't figured that out. The brakes don't have normal brakes or something like that old technology. May even have things like ball joints in it that I don't even know what are. So oh, I can't say that I know much about it. But fortunately, Casey, who works over here, is uh, a, an old Corvette nut too, and he's going to help me find. So we're going to kind of fix it up and. I guess that'll be my second hobby, uh, Lindley. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Wildlife and cars. Yeah. That's, <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. That's cool. Okay. Well, I only have one more lightning round question left. Okay. And this is the most important question that we ask every single person. And you being in, I'm prepping you for this answer. So you being in Atlanta, I do expect you to answer a certain way. So um, what is your favorite sports team? Oh, I, boy, I'm going to piss a lot of people off, I guess, but I can't help it. I was raised in St. Louis, and uh, the baseball Cardinals are kind of like a religion there. So uh, if my mother didn't hear me say St. Louis Cardinal baseball, she'd never forgive me. She's 88 years old. <laughs> That's she true. She's a little scorecard. She knows the stats. Uh, now, my grandsons are from Atlanta, so they're all big Braves fans, and uh, choked up when uh, Freeman left the Braves, and uh, I know was happy when they won the World Series, and they wear the little jerseys. So when we go to a ball game that has St. Louis playing Atlanta, half of my grandkids are wearing St. Louis jerseys, half <laughs> are wearing Braves jerseys. But if you really push me on it, even though I live in Atlanta, and I should, I just, I you know. That's fair. I wouldn't want you to upset your mother. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I think this might have been the best lightning round yet. I don't know what you think, Lauren, but I think it was the best one. What do you think, Just Mike? my opinion. I'm, I'm yeah. really glad we did it. I've been trying to tell you all along, Lindley, keep it up. We love these lightning rounds. It really makes a difference in the podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, before we go, we just wanted to give you a chance to say, speak directly to the employees of Jack Cooper, wish them a happy Thanksgiving and just thank them for all their hard work. So take it away, Mike. I am really proud to do that. Uh, my family and I uh, bought the company in 2009. And let's face it, at that time, we were told by most of the financial experts that Jack Cooper wouldn't last a week. It was on its life support. It was in violation of 13 tranches of debt. It hadn't paid its pension benefits in two months. And General Motors, its largest customer, filed bankruptcy. Hell, we couldn't even borrow against GM receivables. First time in my life. So to say we've been through the battles would be an understatement. And, you know, we battled some billionaires that bought Allied and then wound up buying Allied out of bankruptcy and 
we've been through our own bankruptcy and then we've had the COVID, we've had this supply chain nightmare. So I think battle tested is the right way to put it. We're all battle tested, but we've come out at the end and I really am thankful that we've got the best team on the planet in every level, whether you're talking about the drivers, the yard people, the management team, I'll take the Pepsi challenge with any company on the planet, not just any car haul company, any company on the planet. We have the right values. We have the right work ethic. We care about our people. We want you to be safe. You know, the most important stop is that stop when you get home and see your family. I think having this be a family business is a big positive for you as an employee. It's also a big positive for our customers. They've been burned by having private equity owners. And the fact that we're a certified woman-owned family business has certainly been a positive in us keeping the business and surviving when a lot of our union brothers have gone under. And, you know, 38 out of 40 gone in the last 30 years. So I'm very thankful that we survived. I'm very thankful that it looks like we're going to go uh, and turn it around and, and have a good 2023 I'm actually excited to think about my thousand trucks and trailers or bus plan and um, and I can actually start implementing it because we've survived the, the last three years. I'm thankful that the customers have come to our support and helped with some pricing and you win some, lose some. We've lost some business. We've lost some terminals. We always hate that. Uh, but we've kept most of them and I think we're going to do a good job and start winning business again. And again, if we can get this refleeting done, this will be a great place to work. We've got some wonderful people that really care about your health, about your well-being. And we're proud that we have one of the lowest turnovers of anybody in all of trucking, not just in car all, but all of trucking. There's just almost no one that's been able to retain its employee base as well as we have. And I see nothing but good things in the future. We're thinking about renaming the parent. This might be a good time for this. When we went through bankruptcy, we had some court sort of, uh, I don't know what you call it, temporary name. I think our parent holding company is actually called JC Topco. I don't know what that means. It just sort of came out from the lawyers. We're actually thinking about renaming it and calling it Next Century. And the reason is 2028, we will have been around 100 years. Very, very few companies can say they've lasted a century. But I think now that we've gotten through these last few years, we can actually start thinking about the next hundred years, hence the name of our new parent company, Next Century. So I'm really proud and really grateful and appreciate all the hard work that all of you do every day, not just during Thanksgiving, but all year round. And I think you should think that we believe you're kind of like the Navy SEALs of the industry. You're the, <clears throat> you're the best of the best choking up talking about it. We've got a great team. We've got great people. And I'm proud to be the CEO. And I'm, I'm proud to be an owner. And I'm also proud that we're going to have even better things going forward. So I know it's been a tough few years. And it's, it seems like we never could pay our bills on time seems like there was a customer threat or a lost lane or a lost terminal. It really was just an un, unending stream of meteorites. But the fact that we've survived and come out stronger, as far as I'm concerned, is just a testimony that we've got one of the best teams on the planet. And I'm really proud to be with you. I wish you all a perfect Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, and a wonderful uh, 2023.
Thanks for asking. I even appreciated the lightning round. So thanks, guys. Oh, good. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thank Thanksgiving. you, Mike. Bye. Goodbye.